Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Benash. Today's another AMA episode. That is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Dr. Kevin Sue in New York City. Kevin asks, I'm curious your opinion on something I heard Jeremy Roll and various other experts say on podcasts in 2019. That the market is very hot in multifamily in the past several years. Cap rates are getting compressed and the best thing to do would be to wait on the sidelines for the correction and then jump in. Well, Kevin, that's a great question. There are two schools of thought when it comes to investing. The first is to treat the marketplace as an auction. Properties sell to the highest bidder. In an auction environment, there's a mindset of scarcity. The idea is that there's a limited supply of deals and more money chasing deals. In that environment, the fear of missing out creates an emotional reaction in many buyers. That's when auction fever takes hold and people often pay too much. You're proposing not to be an anxious buyer, and that's absolutely the right attitude. You never want to pay too much, and you certainly don't want auction fever to take hold. You're absolutely right that prices for investment properties are being bid up in the market to valuations that, in my view, don't make any sense. In our business, we've not engaged the market in that way. We're not willing to pay too much. A simple example was of a property in South Dallas that we looked at last year. It was over 100 units and decidedly Class C. It was not in a great area. In fact, it was in the middle of an industrial area, backing on a manufacturing facility with a warehouse on one side and a trucking property on the other. This is never going to be a B-class or A-class property, not in that location. The asking price put it at a 5% cap rate, and not only that, the seller was demanding 30 days due diligence and $200,000 non-refundable deposit even before accepting an offer. Now, I have no idea if the seller got their price or their deposit. The argument for the high price and the incredible terms was that the market was supporting those conditions, but it made no sense to me, and I would never pay that much for the property, and I would certainly never buy it under those conditions. But here's the thing. It's true that the money's made in the buy, not the sale. But if you pay too much in the purchase, you're setting yourself up for failure. I'm not sure I would have even bought the property if they gave it to me for free. The second school of thought is that instead of going to find deals, you go make them. You create them out of an idea, out of thin air. And I personally prefer to create the deal. When you're finding deals, there's a lineup of people bidding for the same deal. It's truly an auction. A few weeks ago, a local realtor was proudly congratulating a client on social media for having purchased a property where there were multiple bidders. I'm talking upwards of 20 offers on the property. And the Facebook post was full of congratulations. And quietly, I was feeling sorry for them. They're clearly an office investor and they probably paid too much, something from which it's going to take them years to recover, if ever. In that environment, it is tempting to wait things out until there's better prices in the future. But nobody can predict the future. Are you going to wait six months, two years, five years? What if prices don't fall enough in a downturn to make the numbers work? I prefer to have a clear financial model for what makes a deal work. And then you can either find those deals, if they do exist, there's not many of them, or number two, create them. So how do you create deals? Well, you look at the supply-demand imbalance in the market, 
and you figure out what a project needs to look like to make the numbers work. You figure out how much profit you're going to need per unit, what your construction costs are going to look like, and ultimately what you can afford to pay for the land in order to make all of that work. And I'm finding that I'm able consistently to build new product for 25 to 30 percent less than the equivalent product is selling or appraising for in the open market. And yes, these projects take longer. And yes, there's additional risk associated with new construction. But then you don't have the risk of building the wrong product or buying the wrong product in the wrong location. And when you can build brand new product that's in demand in the right location at the price you want, the risks can be managed. That's proven to be a good trade-off for me. Doesn't mean it's ideal for everyone, but it's what's been working for me. There are a handful of opportunities that do appear on the market as the result of special situations. These are things like an older property owner aging out of the ownership process. Sometimes these opportunities come off market through relationships with brokers. But the brokers know the highest price will come from putting it on the market and subjecting the property to that auction that we talked about. The reason a broker may choose to do an off-market deal is if they know they have a buyer in their pocket and the chances are good that they're going to get the commission on both sides of the deal, both the buy side and the sell side. They make more money by keeping the entire sales commission to themselves instead of having to split the commission with a cooperating broker. And that's why there's still a small number of off-market deals. Sometimes these deals are the result of mismanagement or deferred maintenance. The owner is stuck and doesn't know how to raise additional capital to fix the problem. In those situations, it's easier for the owner to sell the property. They might have purchased it a decade ago at the bottom of the market. They're still going to make a healthy profit, even though the property is actually in distress at the present moment. I want to thank you, Kevin, for a fantastic question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.